0: Hey what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake but Okay, a podcast where an aro ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me, and a bi demisexual girl, that's me Kayla, talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, soulmates. Sounds, Sounds fake, fake but, but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. You've made it. Y- yes. Did they overcome something or is this just like- you made it back. <laughs> Thank you God. Through- you-, you made it through <laughs> another week. You've you done. did. Congratulations. Good job. Kayla. Yeah. Should we keep our house? I think we have a big house to keep. Yeah. It's another real big one. How are we going to pay the mortgage on this thing? Oh, hopefully with the money we get
1: from our book sales. There we go. (laughs) Segway. Beautiful. Uh, As you may have heard at the very top of this episode, before the episode started, and as you may have seen from our live stream that happened yesterday, if you're listening to this the day that came out, our book is now available for pre-order.
0: Yay. Um, It's a real book. Do that. real pages and real words inside. So true. I don't know how many pages. No. I don't either. But at least two. At least two. I would wager even three. Ooh, I don't know. That might be pushing. That might be, might be too much. Um, But yeah, our book, slash book. You can find out anyf- anything and everything that you need to know. You can look at it and say, that's how you spell Kayla's last name. Yeah, <laughs> even our publisher struggled with it. It's yeah. okay. The, the the first draft of um, the 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 book uh, cover did in fact have Kayla's name spelled wrong. Um, but you know, Alas. we live and we learn. We grow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the book is called "Sounds Fake, But Okay." Subtitle, subtitle, subtitle. I should probably memorize the subtitle. <laughs> it's really hard. It's so long. <laughs> Sounds like fake, but okay. It's my fault. It is It is your fault, but you know what? It's fine. Sounds fake, but okay. An asexual and aromantic perspective on love, relationships, sex, and pretty much anything else. Put that in my brain. It won't stay there, but we'll try. But it's called Sounds Fake, but okay. Sounds book, but okay. Sounds fake, but okay. It, mm-hmm. It's it's coming. February 21st, 2023. And if you're listening to this after that, go get the book. Go, it's right there. No, it's out you, there. Go get it. What are you doing? Gee. Okay, oh, do it okay
1: yeah and it comes with exclusive episodes each chapter of the book will have an episode that goes along with it where we talk about the writing of that chapter so mm-hmm. probably only the people that listen to this regularly will care about those episodes but that's okay you guys will have a fun little secret time
0: yeah we did that time. for you yeah we didn't do that for the randos we did that for yeah. you for the di- for the diehard fans for the diehard fans okay great it's been a long process and a lot of people have put a lot of work into it so uh i don't know throw a couple dollars at it kayla what are we talking about this week this week we are talking about me yawning and also we're talking about soulmates Mm, i kind of thought you were going to start that over but no you just powered through Mm mm-hmm yeah we're talking about soulmates we've we've this has come up on the pod before, but I don't think we've done a dedicated episode. No, I don't think so, but I'm sure it's come up. Yeah. So where should we start? Um, well, the reason we thought of
1: doing this was an article that you found, I believe. Oh my god, I
0: forgot about that.
1: <laughs> so I think that would be a silly way to start. I've also looked up some light history about like the origin of Soulmates.
0: Oh my goodness. This could have been a very
1: well-researched episode, but I'm not um, a professor of, like, family studies or, like, relationship studies, so...
0: Well, you're doing better than me because I straight up forgot about this article that we talked about less than 24 hours ago.
1: Literally yesterday. It was yesterday. (laughs) Sarah and I are doing a lot of... We had a business meeting yesterday... We're doing the live stream on Saturday. For you it's already happened. For us, it has not. Sarah and I are talking a lot this week. We
0: had to talk about taxes.
1: It was so upsetting. We had to consult Sarah's dad. Ugh.
0: Who, for the record, is not a tax professional. <laughs> He's just a dad. He's just a dad.
1: But like, from what I know of dads, that does make you a tax professional. Yeah. As soon Whatever. as soon as you from have my a understanding, child. Yes, as soon as you have a child, you like. You become a tax. TurboTax calls you
0: immediately. TurboTax who? Um. Anyway, n- nothing to do with that. Let's talk about soulmates. Let's 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 start with this article. I don't know that I found it. Maybe you found it. Somebody found it. Who's to say? It was found. Maybe it was in the
1: Discord? I have no idea. But Oh, by the way, speaking of book, we have a whole channel in our Discord dedicated to the book if you want other people to discuss yeah, with.
0: I had a hard time finding it that's okay it's sarah proof (laughs) (laughs) i didn't want sarah to find it okay okay so this article is from the sydney morning herald it is from april of 2022 and it is called less than a month after i met my soulmate i ended my 14 year marriage um the article's not i think we can read it it's not that long. let me just let me just is everyone ready No, but yes. Okay. I wasn't expecting a formal dinner with cheerful conference attendees in the beautiful West Australian town of Margaret River to turn my life upside down. I had a good life. I wasn't looking to upend it. Or was I? Dun, dun, dun. I had decided only the week earlier to attend the three-day event with my husband. It wasn't in the family holiday plan, and we had to arrange care for the children, but I saw it as a perfect opportunity for us to reconnect as we had become quite distant. I believed that time away from the stress of everyday life was the perfect remedy to reignite our relationship. We entered the magnificent oak panel dining room. This, are you really trying to be a writer here? We, <laughs> Get <him>. Amanda Trenfield. <laughs> you tell her. We entered the magnificent oak-paneled dining room, taking our seats at a long, elegantly laid table. My husband sat to my left and quickly engaged another couple in conversation. As I settled into my seat, I looked up and immediately lost my breath. When our eyes met, there was an instant familiarity that ran deeper than water-cooler chat. These eyes had locked before, twelve years earlier. His name was Jason. I hadn't forgotten. Mm, not Jason. Jason. Throughout the dinner, I was my usual animated and conversational self. I was, after all, in sales. <laughs> the group chatted happily, Ugh, all of us enjoying an sales. excellent degestation of West Australian it delicacies. Was. Stop! With and pride. I hate the way this is written. I hate it so much. You have to stop. Um, as the entree was served, Jason offered me a sip of his wine to taste the robust old vine Shiraz. after that word a little should ba- not be allowed little banter and coaxing i accepted over the course of the evening my attraction to jason developed i soon became aware of his every breath and i unconsciously mirrored his pace i caught myself embarrassingly looking at his chest through his slim fitted white evening shirt yes he had a fit toned and attractive body but it was his chest (gasps) i was drawn to but was it No, no no i read that wrong yes he had a fit toned and attractive body but was it his chest I was drawn to? Mm, Sorry, I had to sad. redeliver that. Yeah, thank you. I really I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> need to clarify. When dessert was served, he offered me a sample of his decadent and oozy chocolate pudding i declined but he scooped up a generous (laughs) spoonful and fed me across the table anyway he displayed a level of familiarity normally reserved for close friends or lovers if anyone had been watching us they would have been at least curious as to the nature of our relationship isn't your husband sitting next to you (laughs) that's my question weren't you with your husband By the time the group left the restaurant late in the evening, all my senses were on high alert. It was abundantly clear that the energy between Jason and me was somehow charged. I instinctively understood, though, that this was more than just lust, something I had felt many times before. I also understood that it was more than simply physical attraction, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. At the hotel bar, Jason bought me a glass of my favorite (gasps) rosé. We looked into each other's eyes, his dark and mysterious, mine big and brown... (laughs) I think they're going for like in it, like doe eyes. I think is what they're going for. Big and brown. Big and brown. Big and brown. (laughs) And clinked glasses. The electricity between us was strong and raw. It traveled to my core. It was so intense, I needed to break eye contact. He, we, the energy. It was electric. My body was completely charged. I was completely on. I had to determinedly fight the continual pull to his side that I felt. As we moved around each other throughout the evening in various conversations, though, we were always aware of one another's location. When we locked eyes across the room, the intensity of our stares magnified, becoming bolder as the night progressed. We held our gaze longer. Our connection deepened. I loved talking with him. I felt warm, relaxed, and safe in his presence. I felt I could truly be myself at a level I wasn't familiar with. You know when I
1: also feel warm and relaxed? Is when I'm drunk. Ma'am, you've had like you've <laughs> already said drinking. how much you've already said how much you've been drinking. Like those are also the feelings I feel when I'm drunk. Amazing.
0: I felt I could truly be myself at a level I wasn't familiar with. I realized that it was a feeling I had to And the level long, that I am when I'm drunk. <laughs> like, hello? <laughs> It was, it was a feeling I hadn't enjoyed in a long, long time. Perhaps ever. Sure, we were laughing and joking like old friends, but the deepening connection through our eyes was undeniable. My behavior that evening was uncharacteristic. I stayed out way longer than I normally would. I'm usually an early-to-bed, early-to-rise type. But this was no ordinary evening. I was in no hurry to lose our connection. In fact, I wanted time to stand still. I wanted to remain in the energy, our energy, forever. What? Nope. The bar called last drinks, and the evening—now the early morning—came to an end. The goodbye was overt, open, and revealing of our mutual affection. We enjoyed a body-hugging embrace. Well, it's an embrace, of course. It's body-hugging. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, 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 what? 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 What?
0: We enjoyed a boggy, body-hugging embrace, where I whispered into his ear, "This isn't over. I need to see you again." He put his hands tightly on my waist and pulled me close. "'Yes,' he replied. "'It was all I needed to hear. "'As I danced back to my room, feeling vulnerable but also unexpectedly whole, "'I couldn't wipe the smile from my face. "'I had never felt anything like this before. "'I had never experienced this sensation. "'I didn't understand the energy. "'It was like an out-of-body or perhaps in-body experience. "'I know now, without hesitation, without question, "'without any doubt in my mind, my body or my heart, "'that the energy we experienced that evening was our souls connecting.' I left Margaret River a different woman. I knew in my heart, in my soul, in the very fabric of my being that I had profoundly changed. I couldn't articulate the feelings, sensations, the experience. The connectedness I experienced with Jason was at a level impossible to describe. All I knew for certain was, was that this one encounter in the most unlikely of places under the most unusual of circumstances had dramatically altered my life. The next few days were a complete blur. I couldn't make any sense of my feelings. I couldn't escape the unrelenting thoughts of Jason. I certainly couldn't fathom how I'd resume my normal life, a full-time career in financial services, the care of two young children, household chores, social engagements, being a wife. What I did understand was that the successful, comfortable, and somewhat predictable life I had spent 20 years building was now of no consequence. I simply didn't care. I'd just met my soulmate. What could possibly be more important than that? Less than a month after meeting Jason, having had no communication with him since our time in Margaret River, I ended my 14-year relationship with my husband. The woman who had always been so careful, so planned, so organized, and so clear about the path her life would take, had just made the most dramatic decision of her life, one affecting those dearest to her. Her family. Uh, This is an excerpt from a thing, Uh, so it stops there. Imagine being her child. I know! It's just, here's 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 the thing. First of all, it's unclear to me. Did she, had she met this guy before? Well, because she said something about, like, 12 years earlier.
1: Yeah. Which makes it seem like yes, but then there's no
0: follow-up to that. There's no follow-up at all. Also, I guess this is how, I was like, do they see each other again? Well, that's how she gets you, to buy her book, which I want to. <laughs> buy my book instead. But. True. So you. So you felt this connection with this guy. And as a result, you said, I'm going to divorce my husband, not leave my family, but like, I'm going to upend my entire family structure because i realized that the person i am married to isn't my soulmate there's nothing wrong with our relationship it's gotten a little boring but like just because they're not and will will she end up with this person who knows she doesn't care she just wants to end this relationship that will upend her children's lives
1: it's fair like listen i could
0: understand her
1: like Feeling this connection with some random person and it making her realize, like, oh, I haven't felt this in my marriage in a long time. Like, maybe Mm -hmm. something is wrong. That, like, okay. But the thing that gets me is that she meets him for, like, a couple hours. And then she's Mm -hmm. like, this is my soulmate. Our souls have connected. And, like, that is what I do not understand.
0: Yeah, and I just, I don't understand how. Like, how do you know? Like, you oh. know? I just, it's so it's the, the extra wild thing to me is that her husband was there with her. She know? They went to this event because she wanted to have some time with her husband to maybe reconnect a little bit. And then, and then she, she, met she was Jason. like, goodbye.
1: I just. I, like, what was her husband doing this whole time? Just being like,
0: um, ma'am? Last I heard he was talking to another couple at dinner. <laughs> That's
1: the last I, I heard can- of him. I hope he like went home with them or something. Like for me man. too.
0: I hope he had a good time. I just I do think this kind of encapsulates all the things that I completely fail to understand about this this whole soulmate concept. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because it's it I feel like it almost kind of goes along with the love at first sight situation. Like I feel like those are often paired of like Mm -hmm. when you know, you know, and also this idea that there is only one person for every person. Like it's a very monogamous idea I feel like often it kind of falls into, like, the opposites attract trope, which can also get, like, really heteronormative in some ways.
0: I also think because it is so monogamy-based, it is so romance and sex-based. Like, we'll get into this a little bit later, but you don't hear about platonic soulmates all that often. Maybe a little bit more now. but
1: I feel like there has been a shift, and there's... Um, like, I hear people talking about, like, twin flames a lot, which I don't know the origin of.
0: Well, we'll get to that. That's later. I have a, oh. I have oh, a thought okay. that I want to say first. All right. But because it's so associated with romantic, sexual, whatever, I feel like you often hear these stories, as with Amanda, that they're seeing someone else and then they just meet their supposed soulmate and they just drop this other person with no yeah. consideration for the person that they're dropping and like i get it if you like meet someone here like this this person is it like i understand that but it's just the 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 thought that like well this person is my soulmate so i have to drop this other person it doesn't matter how good our relationship was it doesn't matter how happy i was prior to like this is my soulmate this is what the universe is telling me to do therefore i can only have this one person yeah and i don't like that no i do think there has been a, a a rise in talk of platonic soulmates A prime example. Guess what, Kayla? I don't know. You know? I don't wanna know. What? I don't wanna know. Oh, you don't wanna know. Well, too bad, because I'm about to talk about BTS. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Two of the members of BTS, I'll use their stage names for clarity, V and Jimin, are, like, refer to each other as their soulmates. And like, they have a song that is just the two of them, where they say, you are my soulmate in it. And of course, there are the people who are like, they're in love. The shippers. But it is very much like they are a, a, a pair. But the thing that I like about that, and something that I've also seen, I feel like Uh, soulmates is a is a pretty common trope in fan fiction and whenever i see that trope i'm like "Eh." like "Eh." but i have found that there are times when i do like it is when the the thing of the thing about the soulmate trope is that it can't be too easy everyone always talks about it as if it's so easy but like obviously two people even if you're quote-unquote soulmates you're not gonna click and line up on every single thing immediately so right. with the instance of of v from bts like they fought a lot when they were younger but like that made them closer because they had to like learn how to deal with each other and i feel like that sort of stuff or like i i do like the um the soulmate like trope when it's when it's like that you find out, you find out that this is your soulmate and you're like fuck that dude i don't like that guy at all <laughs> well i feel like i <laughs> or i don't like episodes, this concept it's stupid yeah
1: like i i know we did an episode at one point about like kind of like tiktok povs and those skits and a lot of mm-hmm. them are soulmate based of like mm you get to design your soulmate or like there's something that happens that tells you who your soulmate is and a lot of times it is kind of that like enemies to lovers situation which yeah. we also talked about
0: yeah and like at least that's more interesting because you have you have gone through trials to to prove that this is still the relationship you want because and i i think i i do like how in some I feel like this is another thing that's being talked about a little bit more in like you know, fiction spaces is like you don't have to be with your soulmate forever like it's not, like you're not bound to them and shit can go wrong and that's like a human relationship and I think the the thing that one of the things that I really don't like about the concept of, of soulmates is this idea that it's completely. It's. It's not the way. The way it's thought about generally is that it's not fluid at all. This is your person, and if you fuck it up, well, yeah, it like, kind of you fucked it up.
1: Yeah, it kind of takes away your agency in this. Yeah, situation you have no agency of like this. You know, This is this person that you or someone else has decided is your soulmate. And then no matter what, you're supposed to be staying with them. And if you leave, like, that's it. Your one chance is gone. You failed. And it it kind of takes away f- from the idea of, like, there are right, like, the correct people that are supposed to be in your life at the correct times. Or, like, the it, you, like you said, that there's going to be human error. And with some people, it's not going to work out. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. It, it you can have two people that love each other very much, but it just, for whatever reasons in the, the context of their relationship, it's not going to work. Right. And, like, that that doesn't mean that that relationship is any less important or less impactful. But yeah. with this idea of soulmates, it's like, well, you have to stay together forever. And I think
1: what I enjoy more about the idea of platonic soulmates, too, is because we don't see friendship as a monogamous situation, but we do see typically romance that way, it's like Mm -hmm. you can have a platonic soulmate and still have other friends. Yeah. But when you are prescribed a romantic soulmate, that is supposed to be the one. And that's it. Like it takes away from any other possibility of, having more than one soulmate at the same time, or several soulmates over your entire life.
0: Yeah. And it also, if, if it's a platonic soulmate, it doesn't preclude you from having romantic relationships, other platonic relationships. But I feel like if it's a romantic soulmate, it's like this person is on a pedestal. This person is above everyone. Platonic yeah. What Like, I, I cannot, like, this is the most important person in my life, full stop, just because they're my soulmate, and that's it. And yeah. I just, I don't like that mindset. Like, if, if, if that person turns out to be the most important person to you in your life for your entire life, and that's what ends up happening, great. But it should be because of your relationship, not because they're your soulmate, or they're your boyfriend, or they're your girlfriend, or they're your partner. It should be right. because of the, the relationship you have and that you have built. Yeah, can I share some history with you, please?
1: Um, so I was looking up the like the origin of soulmates, um, and I found an article like a blog on um, the Institute for Family Studies, which I feel like we have read. It feels familiar to me. I feel Mm. like we must have read something from here before, but um, it's by Bradley Onishi. They're just kind of going through, it's a very short article, just going through some of the basics of kind of the history, but I will read you some of it. So one of the early uses of the word soulmate comes from the poet Samuel Taylor Coleridge in a letter from 1822. So he said, to be happy in married life, you must have a soulmate. And it says for Coleridge, a successful marriage needed to be about more than economic or social compatibility. It required a spiritual connection, which I am not a historian. But I feel like for 1822, that might have been like a pretty novel concept. Like I feel like in 1822, love marriages still were not the norm.
0: Yeah, and it is the beginning of what I find to be a harmful notion (laughs) that your partner is like your other half, as in you're not whole or not complete without them. I feel like speaking of oh good, I can by by all means.
1: I can tell you where that comes from or one Hit of the origins that. of that idea. So there is a Greek myth.
0: Not the Greeks.
1: From the ancient Greek times. So Plato has this text, this symposium.
0: The guy with the closet? Yeah. Uh, that, was a, that was a funny joke I- that I made. No, it wasn't.
1: <laughs> um so this character in this in the symposium tells the story of these soulmates and it's this mythology where humans were originally created with four arms four legs and a head with two faces
0: mm. oh yeah i, I did know that
1: fearing their power zeus split them into two separate parts condemning them to spend their lives in search of their other half
0: i mean i do kind of like that better than the um eve came from adam's rib yeah,
1: I mean that's a very similar thing. I think it is, um,
0: but it's but at least you are equally belonging equally to have, each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. This the article in the Institute of Family Studies also talks about um, like Judaism and Christianity. How the there's a passage in the Hebrew Bible, I guess that's your uh, for your Maker is your husband. Um, mm. So I think that's kind of getting at that kind of Adam and Eve idea.
0: Ugh, everything is so Eurocentric, though, because I'm just sitting here thinking like, I'm really curious about like what African tribes hundreds of years ago, what their conception of shit was. But yeah, that's not well, readily that's, available to me.
1: That's what's like, that's what I'm wondering. And I'm sure it's about the Mayans. Are, <laughs> true. I'm sure there must be writing about this in like, sure. an academic sense, but. But it's not nearly easily as
0: accessible as... Right.
1: I have to imagine that, like, there is some reason that these, like, the creation myths are created in this way of, like, the two equal halves. Like, Mm -hmm. in my mind, it must be some sort of, not to be cynical, but some sort of, like, the higher power trying to control the lives of your average citizens and making sure that they are paired off by two into families, you know what I mean?
0: hmm Yeah.
1: Like, we don't just come up with these creation myths out of nothing, you know, like they are,
0: you know what I mean? No. I No as in yes. Yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> yes. Like... And God saw how good it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> stories and media are used in a large part to either control the cultural narrative and make it say how it is or to shake things up. But I think it's, you know, creation myths are the start of that kind of culture. So they're obviously not trying to change norms. So it's like, what were they trying to do? You know?
0: Your brain is so big. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Know,
0: not big enough to answer the question. Just big enough to ask it. Just big enough to ask it. Uh, you know what? Big enough to know your limits. <laughs> mm. I love that for me.
1: But I almost, like, is it to, like, break up a tribal system where, like, it's trying to get more into, like, an industrial revolution situation where we're having, like, quote-unquote productive families of, like, two parents rather than, like, more of a, like, community-based raising system? Like, what are we doing?
0: I'm also, yeah, I am wondering, because because Western cultural norms specifically american cultural norms are so individualized it's all about the individual are these soulmate pairing off less community-based myths ideas about connection are they more prevalent in a culture such as ours because it's less about the community and more about the individual Mm.
1: I don't know, though, because from what I know of like Indian culture, for example, from our good friends who I've like had extensive conversations with about like marriage and the culture there, like Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's so much a soulmate situation. But like in a lot of traditional marriages, they will bring in like an astrologer to make sure that Mm -hmm. you're. Stars
0: line up to make up and sure that stuff. it's a match. Yeah,
1: right. From what I understand of Indian culture, that kind of community and family based, rather than being super individualistic, like it is, it is less individualistic than American culture, for example. But they still mm. stu- still do have traditions in that way, and so everyone
0: is welcome to tell me I'm wrong. That's just
1: what I understand from <laughs> conversations I've had. But
0: yeah, another harmful thing about this soulmate idea. And this is true regardless of how uh, community-based a a culture, a group is, is that people get stuck in relationships that are bad and abusive and they feel they can't leave. Whether that's because they're like, this is my soulmate, I have to stay with them, like they feel obligated. Or whether that's a, it's a, it's society imposing that upon you. Like, no, like, that's your person. You yeah. can't leave them. And there's also another angle of, like, it, it looks bad for your family. Like, that's that's another okay. thing. But I think that's all kind of, that's all kind of melded in with, uh, you know, this is your person. You can't leave them.
1: Well, and I think that's another thing that just, like, pressures people to, like, get married before they're ready or something or to like settle for someone who they aren't really compatible or happy with because they feel that
0: pressure to find that one person by a certain point in their life. Mm -hmm. And I, I get it. I get wanting to find that person and maximize your time with that person. I understand that aspect of it. But I also it just frustrates me that so many people think that there is a certain timeline that you have to do things on and if you don't do that you have failed or you're embarrassing or i i don't even know i just expectations are stupid punch them in yeah. the guts i agree
1: <laughs> um another thing i've seen talked about a lot more recently is the idea of a twin flame mhm so i looked up the difference and It is a little confusing. Oh, boy. Because I'm looking at the website, mindbodygreen.com. Oh. So apparently what we were discussing earlier about like the two halves, Mm -hmm. um, that is actually more of the idea of a twin flame, apparently, where you have one soul split into two bodies. Um, Mm -hmm. So in a twin flame relationship, it's just someone that's like very similar to you. So you they might mirror your issues, unhealthy habits, imbalances. Um, so that could cause like tension in that relationship or friendship. Soulmates, on the other hand, are two souls that are extraordinary extraordinarily linked. So two separate souls
0: mm. um that are just drawn
1: to each other so soulmates it's like guess?
0: congrats you have your own soul twin flames it's like you gotta share this thing
1: yes apparently soulmates cannot also be twin flames because that wouldn't make
0: sense that, yeah you can't have three quarters of a soul no
1: um so I except
0: i do my mom's a ginger but my dad's oh. not okay no that means i have half a soul If I were to have children, they would have three quarters of a soul. I'm not good at math.
1: Okay, now I have a quote from Megan Fox about Machine Gun Kelly. Megan
0: Fox, oh, jeez.
1: This is from a Bustle article. Quote, I knew right away that he was what I call a twin flame. Instead of a soulmate, a twin flame is actually where a soul has ascended into a high enough level that it can be split into two different bodies at the same time. So we're actually two halves of the same soul, I think. And I said that to him almost immediately because I felt it right away. So a soulmate, according to this other person, a celestial mentor and energy healer, a soulmate is someone who compliments us, whereas a twin flame is someone who has a deep similarity to us. So it's like the opposites attract kind of thing for a soulmate, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I feel like I don't I don't know. I feel like that's why twin flames. I feel like are more often talked about in a friendship sense, because so you have friends yeah. that are really similar to you, and then you're supposed to have a partner that's kind of opposite from you for some reason.
0: Yeah, the the thinking is that if you're friends, like you want to have those similarities, but for your partnership, if you're both too much the same, then you'll just it'll just get toxic because you'll just both be the same. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I will say this Bustle article, they are not keep like making soulmates out to be purely a romantic thing. This person, Michelle, Mm -hmm. Fedrizi, who is a Reiki healer, uh, says that a soulmate is someone who comes into your life to teach, push, transcend you into a higher state of consciousness and being. They can enter your life through friends or family and usually help to fulfill a passion or desire. And they also said that a soulmate relationships are neither good or bad. So that's
0: nice. That is really fascinating to me that they said through friends or family, because yeah. I had never thought about soulmates in the context of blood relations. Before. No, I hadn't either. It almost seems like
1: weird.
0: Yeah, because because we associate it so much with being this romantic, sexual thing that it, that if someone yeah. says, "Oh, they're my soulmate and they're related to me by blood," you're like, "Oh, that's weird," but it's yeah. not. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, it's just our thing. Are we- Kayla, I have a crucial question for you. Yeah. Are we twin flames or soulmates?
1: I do not think we are twin flames.
0: Probably. I think we not. are soul.
1: I think we are soulmates. Because think of how that's why wrote- our book works. <laughs> right. Think of how we do all of our business dealings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, it even said in this article, wait, hold on, let me find Think of a soulmate as a business partnership where one person is a dreamer and the other is really good at taking those ideas and turning them into tangible strategies. Yeah. I mean.
0: How would you describe our business relationship? I am not a dreamer, nor do I have any tangible means of achieving things.
1: (laughs) I would not say you are so much a dreamer as a spitter. hello you just spit you just spit things I and then spit
0: I things collect them and I organize them for you you collect my spit in a jar
1: I would say that you are the spit to my DNA test <laughs> <laughs> you know you have to give so much
0: spit for those
1: yeah and do you know how much you just say things at me <laughs> no okay this actually works a lot because you just spit a lot of things at me and then I take them and collect them and I analyze them and then I present them to you in an organized fashion
0: that's true I really think and I then I something. spit on them again yes exactly <laughs> I bite my am or something so you're the spit wrangler yeah I'm the 23 in me wow No dreams, only spit. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is going to turn into another I struggle to see this as a job and not a mental illness. I can just see it.
0: What do you you mean? I can just see it. Uh, But I was the one who said that that's a job.
1: No, you were saying that you wanted a job as a florist in someone's fever dream and i told you that in, i struggled in
0: someone's fan fiction
1: <laughs> okay same difference and i said that i struggled to see that as a job and not a mental illness
0: yeah but what does that have to do with this i'm confused you need to spit back at me i just think this is a, gonna be another thing that people keep copying and pasting into the discord that's all <laughs> weasel <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> Do people copy and paste that into the Discord? I don't spend a lot of time in the Discord. That's they why I didn't get it, like, that. Like twice today, just today. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. I'm like a I'm like a a non holy and probably horrible god in the Discord. And this probably like a Satan figure, actually. Mm. Um mm-hmm. like no one respects me, but I have no. a but 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 like for some reason it's my discord but I'm never there mm-hmm. and everyone is just like who's this bitch yeah probably I don't know if there's a biblical figure that that aligns with but that's me uh
1: yeah I'll have to look into that
0: <laughs> yeah I don't mean to say that I am a god because I am not are you kidding no, you did say that would a god be like this <laughs> Okay. Actually, I did write a script where, but they if they become a god. They weren't a okay. god originally. Anyway, okay. I should rewrite that script. It's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's our poll for this week? Is Sarah a god? <laughs> no or no.
1: No or no. Do you believe in a soulmate? That's what I want to know.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think it's buffoonery.
1: I, if Soulmates were not seen as like an exclusive, you can only have one thing, I think I would believe in it.
0: That's just a person that you have a really good connection with. Yeah.
1: I believe in friendship,
0: is what I just said. I believe in friendship. (laughs) Yeah. I do believe in friendship. I do. I do. Okay. Ugh, impeccable film. 2003. 2003 peter pan chef's kiss what a chef's what a
1: good-looking gentleman
0: did i have a crush on him or did i want to be him probably want to be him we (laughs) may never know (laughs) anyway okay do you believe in soulmates Mm -hmm. y n that is yes or no not your name Kayla, what is your beef and your juice this week?
1: My beef is that I have to move next week. And I hate moving. And I am not prepared for this move. Rip. So next week's episode is who's to say. You know what I mean? I feel like it's going to be another I'm recording from my closet because I just moved situation. Plato's? No, shut up. Um, my juice is
0: that Do you think this Plato weekend, was gay? Is that why he had a closet?
1: If he was in it. I mean, the Greeks were known for being so true. Homo-erotic. Gay as fuck.
0: Yeah. For anyone who's um, like, what the fuck is going on, Plato's Closet is a store in the United States where you bring your unwanted clothes and you sell them to them, but they give you like one cent for them. And then they sell them. It's like a thrift store, but instead of donating, you get like two cents yes. for giving your stuff. That's all. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the all. bad joke. Sir, that's the I joke. <laughs> anyway, your beef and your juice.
1: Um, yeah, that was my beef. My juice is that over the weekend, we randomly found that there was, like, this street in Boston shut down. I guess they do it every Sunday. It's called, like, Newberry. Well, the street is called Newberry Street. I forget what the thing is called, but they shut it down. Anyway, we decided to walk down it, and there was this booth of people just giving out free weed, so we got, like, $50 worth of free weed just handed to
0: us. Has it killed you
1: yet? Um, not, ju- not like loose weed. It was like edibles. Uh, I have. Are not- they
0: regulated <laughs>
1: edibles? <laughs> yes, it's from like a real company. <laughs> they were just like promoting themselves,
0: so that was cool. They said, "Hey, I uh, want to get fucked up." This is what this is what the suburban white parents were afraid of it literally is this is people this is offering city life drugs in the form of candy to their children for free on the street true
1: it was just so because we just like went up because we thought they were selling it and we were like oh let's just look at it and then the lady like gave us her sh- sales pitch and we were like okay and then she was like in exchange for your time like here take a sample and we were like okay expecting just like a gummy no yeah just like $50 worth of weed. So that was cool. How how um, much
0: is $50 worth of weed? I don't have any conception of how much that is.
1: I mean, I guess I don't know the actual price, but it was like one full canister of edibles and one full like weed chocolate bar. Huh. So like huh. things that could last a person like months.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Um, anyway, legalize it and stop incarcerating people.
0: Yeah for it if you're going to give it out on the street (laughs) that has brought up a beef that i wasn't originally going to say but it has come to me is that today yesterday gavin newsom the governor of california vetoed a bill that was on his desk so it passed all the necessary places and then he vetoed it because it was basically um it, it would have established, like, uh safe injection sites in LA, San Francisco, and Oakland. And he was like, but, but, but more people, but drugs, but the war on drugs, even though that there's literally so much evidence that safe injection sites actually do help reduce drug use, and it reduces the people who Die from overdoses by like a fucking lot, but he was like, "No, oh, that's my beef. My other beef is um, uh, no, that's that's too dark. I'm I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> that's my beef. My oh, juice. Okay. My <laughs> I, listen, I was in a dark place about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> um, my juice is." fried chicken i think it's nice um you can tell us about your beef your juice your thoughts on soulmates on our social media at sounds fake pod we also have a patreon if you would like to support us that way patreon.com slash we have two new two dollar patrons there katrina k and matthew stark thank you to both of you you're delightful thank you, welcome thank you thank you welcome well well wait no I was going to combine them and it was going to be wank you. And that's not, that's not our brand. (laughs) Send help. Oh, she's just, she's just ignoring me now.
1: I was just hoping, I'm really tired. I was just hoping if I didn't encourage you, you would just get (laughs) back back to doing the
0: Patriots. Our $5 patrons who we're promoting this week are George Anchors, Green underscore Sarah, H. Valdez, Hada Strucker, and Jackie Rubashkin. Our $10 patrons who are promoting something this week are... Barefoot Backpacker, who would like to promote their podcast, Travel Tales from Beyond the Brochure. The Steve, who would like to promote Ecosia, a search engine for the trees. And Zirkel Teo, who would like to promote England not being real. Our other $10 patrons are Arkness, R E K, K., Benjamin Ibarra, Changeling, Alexia's Cat, David J., David Nurse, Derek and the Cinnamon Toast, Punch, Maya and Jeannie, Maggie, Capella, Martin, Giselle, Maddie, Potato, Purple, Haze, and Rosie Costello. Our $15 patrons are Andrew Hillam, who would like to promote the Invisible Spectrum podcast, Click for Caroline, who would like to promote Ace of Hearts, Dia Chappelle, who would like to promote Twitch.tv slash Melody Dia. Hector Maria, who'd like to promote friends that are supportive, constructive, and help you grow as a better person. Kezia Root, who would like to promote the people who come into your life just for a small time, but just when you need them. Smiley face heart. Sounds like the opposite of a soulmate, but, like, good. You know? Sar true. Sar true bestie. Um... Nathaniel White, who'd like to promote Nathaniel J White Designs.com, Kayla's Aunt Nina, who'd like to promote at and Sarah Jones, who is at Eternal Lolly Everywhere. Our twenty dollar patrons are Sabrina Hawk. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Dragonfly, who would like to promote um, this this image of a cherry coke can I saw from the nineties. Thanks for <sighs> listening. <laughs> oh, also book. Sounds slash book. That is where Buy you can pre-order the book. Uh that's your money. If you're like, I don't have the means to support you consistently on Patreon, a good way to support us just once is buying the book.
1: And if you don't have those means, you can just share it. Pre ordering right. matters a lot for the success of books.
0: Tell um, your friends. Blow us a kiss. So. <laughs> Thanks for listening. (laughs) Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. And until then, take good care of your cows and
1: give them a little kiss.